0: The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this
1: pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer. Oh, you're the executive producer. And it starts now. Now. What's up, everybody? It is a holiday week edition of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. Today, we check in with Ashton Rotman of ESPN Milwaukee, formerly also of WTMJ in Milwaukee. So we talk about the crossover between WTMJ and ESPN Milwaukee, the growth overall of Good Karma Brands, his previous responsibilities at WTMJ, how he got in the business, and so much more. And do you just talk about Aaron Rodgers all the time? Is that the only thing you need to do with ESPN Milwaukee? Ashton gives us all those answers and much more. Ashton, you know, Good Karma has a really interesting setup, right? There's several stations that have a sports component, and they're all kind of interrelated when we talk about. ESPN Milwaukee and WTMJ and ESPN in Madison. So talk to me a little bit about your exact uh, place in that intersection.
0: Sure. So uh, I work for ESPN Milwaukee. That's my main role. I'm the executive producer of uh, programming as well as the executive producer uh, for Jen, Gabe and Chewy, the morning drive show. I'm the production director. So I like to have my hands on a lot of things when it comes to ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison as well, a little bit, but that's uh, usually their own thing. But anything that relates to ESPN Milwaukee, uh, I try to have my hand as much as I can in, in anything that's uh, related to it. Now, as
1: I understand it, there's been a lot of growth with ESPN, Mil- ESPN Milwaukee and Good Karma in general mm-hmm.
0: over the last couple of years. Talk to me a little bit about that growth and how you've been a part of it. I mean, I think one of the big things is you know uh, the acquisitions of ESPN LA, ESPN New York, ESPN Chicago a few years ago. That that's become a giant as well. So I think that the thing that I've done as part of that is almost nothing. It's there's one of the, the great things is that they haven't had to rely so much on uh, other people within the company. It's hey, we have the structure in place here at Good Karma, so let's bring our structure to other markets where we think it can thrive and and become successful. And I think that's started to show is that uh, you know ESPN New York has a new lineup, ESPN LA is revamping so many things, uh, ESPN Chicago is doing well. So I I think one of the great things is that you don't have to rely on the other producers or other uh, hosts, it's, you know, if they need a hand, if you need something here and there, it's, you know, we can all work together as a team to do it. Uh, But as far as that, I mean, that's everyone does their own thing and then just kind of uh, makes a team effort when needed elsewhere. If it does come to, you know, hey, how do you guys run it this way? Or, you know, why does this show work versus why does this show not work when it comes to elements? Why is it just how it sounds? Uh, It's more or less just picking each other's brains, which is kind of a fun, fun asset.
1: One of the thing that's cool to me is one of the things that's cool to me rather is that as Good Karma has gotten bigger, they haven't forgotten their smaller market. And, and look, Milwaukee's a big market; it's just smaller <laughs> than the other markets right. that you mentioned. But Good Karma hasn't abandoned that market. Really, they've just continued to put resources into it. So that's got to be a. Uh, it doesn't always
0: go that way. No, and it's really, it's great to see the fact that there is such growth within our own ESPN Wisconsin, ESPN Milwaukee specifically team. Uh, And kind of speaking to that, like there are a lot of days where you would look around and see all these things going on like, oh, you know, other stations or other bigger companies are doing this, that, or the other thing that's in a negative way. And here we are, you know, we're bringing more people on board and we're trying new things. And that's one of the great things about us here in Milwaukee is it is almost a hub. Uh, for the, the building that we're in now, downtown Milwaukee is the hub for Good Karma. So like we kind of have the best access to try different things and we have the best access uh, to founder and CEO Craig and to, to talk about things and he's very accessible regardless. No matter what market it is. it's just nice to be able to walk to his office uh, and talk to him if we really needed to. But we're all such a, a good close knit group when it comes to kind of the, so to speak, front office that we allow each other to try different things and we trust each other to, to just go ahead and do different things and grow ourselves and not just have to be like, hey, we're doing this now because we have a different market.
1: Now, I could be wrong, so correct me if I am, but I, a, little, a little internet sleuthing before we talked showed me that you were doing some work with TMJ beforehand.
0: Is that true? Yes. Yeah, so I've, I've been in Milwaukee for, I uh, just had my eight-year anniversary in October. So I was with TMJ uh, for four years uh, before Good Karma Brands uh, came in and uh, bought... Uh, WTMJ. So then once we became a giant team, they re- revamped the uh, station on on WAUK, became WKTI, and became an FM signal. And then uh, that's when I joined the ESPN Milwaukee team. But I was with, uh, with TMJ for four years. I'm uh, still very close to everyone there. And I still kind of have a hand in some of it, but not a lot more of a behind the scenes thing. Uh, but I was doing all sorts of sports stuff there as well. I was the main sports producer of of the uh, Greg Masick show at night, as well as Packers uh, radio network broadcast, Bucks radio network, Brewers radio network, all that I had my hand in, and that kind of was the first like initial into, hey, this is how networks are run, this is how things should operate, and here's how sports radio stations can work. And they finally you go to a sports radio station, you're like, oh, now nah, I can piece it together.
1: You know, I think this is episode twenty five or twenty six, but the very first episode we had was with Ben Charleston of WEI, who is the executive producer of the Red Sox radio network, and he was he's the guy who. You know, sends the tones and plays the spots for 200 right. Red Sox affiliates. That yeah. was you, but that,
0: that was for- me for for the Packers, and then for the sometimes for the Bucks, sometimes for the Brewers. It was all uh, related to that. It was all different. But for Packers, for let's see, six seasons, uh, that was me behind the board, kind of executive producing, not exactly, not quite ex- executive producing, but doing just about everything uh, as far as running the, the game broadcast. That was that was all me back backstage. <laughs>
1: What was it like to be at TMJ? Because that's such a news-heavy station. So what's it like to kind of be, maybe not out on an island, you're not the only sports
0: guy, but right. you are the main sports guy in a world full of news people. It was interesting. You know, I, I I never, I remember I took the job because, you know, when you're young and I was 19 at the time, it was, hey, just whatever the first job is that has the word sports in it, like, I'm yeah. all in. on it. like, great, sounds yeah. good. I get to move to Milwaukee. I'm from suburban Illinois. It's literally 45 minutes from my <laughs> hometown to, to where the station was. I was like, great, I'm in. I don't have to move that far. And I get to be in a really cool market with a like a budding thing that was you know right when Giannis had just been drafted when the Packers were, were still Super Bowl contenders. And then obviously that's gone kind of up and down. And we know how this season's going. But like <laughs> uh, the, the Brewers had just started hit great council stuff. Like it was just this great time. This is 2014. This great time where it's like things are just about to pop. Um, so I couldn't turn it down. And I got to see also there's a lot of politics. There's a lot of new stuff in 2014, obviously 2016 election. I got to learn all this stuff on the fly and kind of see how a big radio station is run and how a highly regarded radio station uh, is run. I mean, the, the you know, saying used to be the biggest stick in the state for WTMJ, and that is, that's not a joke. Like, People come to WTMJ for a reason, um, and it was great to be able to learn that and kind of learn how the station operates and to be able to grow and have opportunities there first where I could didn't have to focus just on uh, how sports worked.
1: I made this joke to the crew from Kansas City last week when I asked them, "You gotta have a pretty easy job as a producer, right? Like, just insert Mahomes <laughs> article here for you, easiest job in the world. Insert Aaron Rodgers content here, and then we go. Is that is that what it's like? I mean,
0: I, I'd say yes or no because when it comes to to us and like kind of the the, the show in the morning, Jen gave and Chewy. For anyone that doesn't know, um how do I describe it? It's, it's, a it's Packers and it's nonsense. And uh, it's, it's a lot more nonsense than anything. Like, look, we've got a, a Packers hall of famer on, a, on our show. So, and we've got G- Gabe Neitzel who uh, used to do Packers radio network and now does the Packers post game stuff that we do on ESPN, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Like he, we have people that are and general Latta, who of course is yeah. one of the stars of, of college game day. So when it comes to college football, like these, these are people that like I get to work with. It's, it's pretty easy for me to be like, Hey guys, what do you think about this today? Insert X, Packers topic in here, knowing full well that what's probably going to happen is a thing that happens on a show, you know let's not, I'm not gonna say this definitely happened today or anything but let's say chewie just out of nowhere says Christmas isn't the top five holiday. And then we spend a lot of time arguing about that. that's kind of how the show works is I like to view myself as almost a director of like of, of a ship, let's say and if or a train, a conductor, whatever where in the sense that I'm not driving anything, but I, if they go off the tracks, i mean, they're making a decision to put them back on the tracks to where we're doing something or to push them further off the tracks to where it's just going to be a hilarious next however many segments we go through. So I, it is working with them has made it so much easier when it comes to doing a show specific. But when it comes to the station, yeah, you say Packers, you figure it out from there.
1: Given that the Packers are struggling this year, does it make it easier to diverge into some of that nonsense because there's not as many, you know, we're not looking at playoff scenario type right. stuff? Or is it? Do you have to be more on track because they are not very good? And there's more people trying to figure out what happened and to decode what happens next, et cetera.
0: That's a really good question. Um, I, I honestly think them being bad gives us more content Packers-wise because of what you just said to the idea that like, okay, how how do we get here? Like that's that's kind of the is how do we get here? How has no coach been fired yet? Or You know, when is how can it get? Worse every week, and somehow it does when it comes to like their run defense, for example. Like that's (laughs) that's the easy part. There, are we going to wade further into nonsense when on days where like this team is terrible? I don't want to talk about them. Yes, it does allow us more of that leeway and that freedom to just kind of talk about what we want to talk about and what what fans are engaging most with. And it could be a again a top five holiday list. It just comes out of nowhere. You know, something about a song that was played, that something on Twitter that's trending. Like that's it's an easier thing to do. Be like. "Eh." We really need to talk about Packers this very second. It's, it does become easier when they're bad. But the content is, is just as fun when they're bad as when they're good.
1: You know, I don't – pardon my geography. but I, So I don't <laughs> know exactly how far Madison is from Milwaukee. But even though Wisconsin is in the heart of Big Ten country, I've never mm-hmm. really thought of Milwaukee as, like, college-centric. So I'm curious, like, how much college talk – are you doing and, uh, in Milwaukee? Uh,
0: I would say, like, it, it does depend. It's pretty story-dependent. So, obviously, the Badgers, you know, just made this huge hire of Luke Fickle, and they had an in-season coach firing, which doesn't happen uh, to Wisconsin, and hadn't, obviously, for their football program for a long time. Um, so, when stuff breaks and it, it needs to be talked about, I think our show specifically, that's when we talk about it. Uh, and Jen being one of the more premier voices in the entire country when it comes to college football and not having knowledge of that, that certainly helps when it comes to a greater college football discussions. We're able to talk about things different ways, but... Um, unless it's a prevalent conversation, we're not really diving too much into to Badgers talk or even Marquette basketball, which we are yeah. home of Marquette basketball. Like we're not diving too much into it uh, unless it's prevalent. And that's just that's our show mainly in the morning. And then other shows kind of find their different ways. We have uh, Ben Bruss, the former uh, Badgers basketball player. And in the afternoon and his co-host, Greg Scalzo, went to went to UW yeah. as well. So like they're. They obviously have a bigger connection to Wisconsin itself and bigger passions for it than we do. So I think we all kind of find our own lanes when it comes to that stuff. So, like, we know our show is if we're going to talk college football, we're going to talk maybe on a grander scale about, you know, Heisman voting, about the playoff. And then if Badgers news breaks, we'll talk about that. And whereas other shows might have a more deeper passion for it. And that's, that's one of the great things we kind of allow everyone to stay in their lane when it comes to specific stuff.
1: The guys in St. Louis told me if they ever had a slow day, they could talk about the Cardinals bullpen for four hours I, yeah. and do <laughs> and be totally covered. What's the the place of baseball in
0: Milwaukee? Um, that's a that's a good point. I think we probably could talk about that stuff, um, but that again goes back to what I just said about the lanes. Like we know in the morning. Uh, You know, Gabe Knights on myself might be watching every single pitch of every single Brewers game or any other baseball games because we love baseball so much. Whereas uh, Jen might be watching, you know, 90 percent of the games and Chewy is just watching whatever he wants to watch. So, like, (laughs) if if the Brewers are bad, Brewers are good, unless they're in the playoffs, we're pretty much only going to talk about something when something happens. Like David Stern stepping down. That was a big deal. So we talked about that when Josh Hader got traded. That's a huge deal. Like when it comes to non packer stuff, our show in the morning does really stick to the newsworthy notes. Uh, when it comes to non-Packers uh, teams in the state, obviously when the Bucks uh, made their finals run, we talked about the Bucks every day for I don't know five months, probably most of every show. <laughs> um, so it really is dependent on how the teams are doing. Where as again, other shows might say, "Hey, we're more invested in how the Brewers are doing or why uh, the front office is doing these odd things." Until you <laughs> know, the William Contreras trade, that's not a personal bias opinion at all, and of course, <laughs> um, so and we we could talk about it or some of the things, but we just we don't find that that's the uh, in the morning show, anyways, that that's our lane to, to where we're going to be the best equipped to, to serve everyone.
1: My go-to end question
0: for every producer, what is your advice to new or young producers? Uh, say yes to everything and try anything. And that comes to, saying yes to weird shifts that's saying yes to opportunities that's when i try anything like production wise that's how i got my start in doing production is a former program director said hey i want you to try doing this and i didn't think i wanted to do behind the scenes production and now it's the thing that i love doing most i think is the yeah. creativity that goes into it so i uh, try anything and say yes to everything another day another great edition of the bear sports media
1: producers podcast ashton was awesome and uh Hey, the Packers won the other day, so I'm sure there's a lot of great content coming on ESPN Milwaukee uh, through the rest of the holiday because of it. So good stuff there from Ashton. Hope you all have a great holiday break. We'll be back in a couple of weeks on the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast.
0: You don't want to believe it, but maybe the show is over. Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast. To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com.